Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And I have been searching. Welcome to Following the Fire, a podcast for Christians who are rethinking their faith and need a safe place to doubt. As we wander through the spiritual wilderness, we want to find and follow God wherever the pillar of fire leads. And just like God's people in the Bible, we get lost, we miss the point, and we don't have all the answers. But maybe that's okay. We're on this journey together. I'm Nathan. And I'm Steve. Even on my heart Can't compare with what you're Welcome to Following the Fire. This is Nathan here, talking today about the Lord's Prayer and I'm actually hoping to invite you to explore uh, the, this famous prayer together with me. I have recently, and I talk about this a lot with Steve, but I have tried to make it a daily practice to recite these words. Uh, that's a recent thing for me. I didn't grow up in a tradition that recited the Lord's Prayer. And it wasn't that we didn't do it. It's not that we weren't allowed to or that we experienced Bresley did not say it. It just wasn't part of our religious practice. Um, I grew up with all prayers being uh, spontaneous, made up on the spot by the person prayer, praying. Rarely was there a prayer that was written down ahead of time. Uh, we did not read traditional prayers like you maybe would see in a Catholic or um, Anglican Methodist Presbyterian tradition. And you know, although it wasn't, you know, against the rules or anything, I do remember hearing that it's not supposed to be what we pray, the Lord's Prayer. It's supposed to be how we pray. So the people who are praying the actual Lord's Prayer, they're doing it wrong. Uh, sure. Okay, fine. This prayer is directly from Jesus's mouth when Jesus instructs his disciples how to pray. Um, and he says, do it like this. And then he gives us this prayer in two places in, in the New Testament. And then in, in one, he goes on to give a little lesson about the importance of forgiveness. A couple of years ago, when I had realized that my relationship with God was, was one of a stalker and that I didn't actually know what it meant to have a relationship with God. I just knew what it meant to know things about God. I, that This is when I started getting interested in what practices I could do to invite God in or to, to ground myself. What could I do to actually practice what it would be like if I one day had a relationship with God? How could I start now? And so maybe the Lord's Prayer isn't supposed to be what we pray, but I was learning something uh, new that I wasn't good at. It's a lot like when I started learning to play the saxophone. I started learning to play saxophone in seventh grade. And soon after I was introduced to the world of jazz, 
and jazz improvisation, uh, which is the best. I love jazz um, to this day. It's been a while since I've picked up my saxophone, though. The best jazz is live jazz. It's meant to be experienced in person. And it's almost impossible to listen to live jazz for long without hearing a familiar tune. It's all the same songs. Jazz musicians play many of the same simple songs. They call them standards. They play standards. And then they use those songs as launch pads for their own made-up-on-the-spot musical exploration. The more you're familiar with the standard that they're playing, the more you're going to appreciate the improv. And young and new jazz musicians, they don't start by making up their own melodies. You start by learning the standards. You play them over and over. Uh, you listen to them on records and try to play it exactly like, like they were played. Until playing them is like second nature. And that's when you can launch out and start uh, changing it up. So I am practicing the standard, the Lord's Prayer, over and over until I can improvise on my own. this practice that I've started as a beginner has become more and more important in my life. It's kind of become like a mantra, a mantra, a meditation. It's a classic I can return to over and over and just keep finding new meaning. And I have these favorites of the, the gospel or scripture that I come back to over and over again. I love the idea and the symbol of communion of the Eucharist. I can go back to the greatest commandment or the good Samaritan over and over. And I talk about them all the time and I think about them all the time or the Christ hymn in Philippians. Oh, so good. It's just useful for everyday life and satire about our culture. But, you know, many people have their own, maybe Psalm 23 or um, uh, John three sixteen. And for me, the Lord's Prayer has become one of those things that I'm I'm familiar with, but I use it to connect to other pieces of scripture and to understand other pieces um, of the gospel. One thing I think is powerful is that the Lord's Prayer is the words that Jesus prays. It's my belief that these words must be close to what Jesus actually uttered. And I believe they offer a window into the kingdom that Jesus was coming to preach. This is something that is kind of silly to say on this podcast, but the impact that the one man Jesus of Nazareth had on our world is hard to comprehend. The one person who planted the seed that has now turned into what it is, um, I truly believe that there are reasons why that happened. And I think that these words offer a lens into what was going on with Jesus in zero BC. One thing, so uh, about the prayer of Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, the kingdom come, they will be done on earth as in heaven. Just to say, there isn't much in this prayer that my culture has come to associate with re religion. 
at least I mean the substance. So granted, there are these and thous. There's some glory, heaven, temptation, hallowed, whatever that means. So there are definitely some stumbling blocks that can raise the defenses of a skeptical or wary dogma avoider, for sure. So there's a religious language just uh, because this prayer has been translated in a kind of flowery religious way. But in the substance of the prayer, where are the rules? Where are the commands, the laws? Where is the creed? Uh, who's in and who's out? The, the things that that maybe give religion a bad taste, in my opinion, are absent from this prayer. It kind of feels more like an experience than a tenet, you know, than like a belief, which is maybe why I've been so drawn to this prayer because I had such a belief, fact, tenet, dogma centered faith. And the Lord's prayer gives me an out of that. It gives me a way to practice faith that doesn't connect directly to those things. And when Jesus said, this is how you should pray, and then said the Lord's Prayer, I wonder if those religious-y things, the creeds, the dogmas, the rules, who's in, who's out, I wonder if we leave those things behind or if we actually bring those back into our prayers in churches or as we, we commune with God. I wonder how much we bring all of that other stuff, the other noise, into that relationship. Here's something I think about a lot. Here we go. The world is mind-blowingly amazing. It's beautiful from any distance. From any distance. Blows my mind. Here's what I mean. I'm human-sized. I'm at human scale, one-to-one. I'm looking out my window, and there's a rabbit helping control the dandelion population of northern Colorado. It's great. Leaves are gently moving in a breeze so slight I can't hear it or feel it, but the leaves can. Birds are singing. I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what kind of birds they are. Light is filtering through clouds and leaves and dancing on my fence. There's a toy turtle with googly eyes standing watch over my garden which has been completely consumed by volunteer arugula. And I ju- I'm just looking out and I could go on and on about this scene and notice each detail endlessly. I could just describe it and notice new things. But the universe is so much bigger than my backyard. I can zoom out and marvel at how the plains here in Colorado, meet the foothills and then roll and climb into the Rocky Mountains. I can zoom out further and the weather patterns causing the flickering shadows on my fence reveal a dance that's as big as a continent. Every time I look at the weather and then I zoom out, I'm always amazed at how big the weather is. The weather's the white stuff on the radar. I don't know if you knew that. Zoom out. Zoom out again. The patterns The order, the dance never stops. It just gets bigger. Earth from the moon, planets orbiting around the sun, 
the stars swirling around in the Milky Way, galaxies dancing with galaxies. It's it keeps being amazing as far as you zoom out. It doesn't matter how wide angle your lens is or how powerful your telescope is. You run into amazingness. Does anyone else think about this? You can just as easily zoom in. That's the thing. You can look at the tiny little creatures. I don't know what they are. Exploring the soil, hunting for food, insects, worms, centipedes, roly polies. Zoom in more and there's cells in blades of grass that are doing something called photosynthesis that nobody understands, uh, but it's amazing. And there's water moving and there's activity and life. And you zoom further and further in and there's atoms and molecules, neutrons and positrons, zoom in further and further and further, and it never stops. You can go all over the universe, pick a spot, and zoom all the way in or all the way out. Where can you look and not be filled with wonder? Or as they put it in The Lion King, from the day, I was going to sing it, but Steve's not here to make me sing it. From the day we arrive on the planet and blinking step into the sun, there's more to see than can ever be seen, more to do than can ever be done. There's far too much to take in here, more to find than can ever be found. <sighs> it, it blows my mind. I think about this all the time. As soon as I notice an, uh, a small detail, it's a little bit overwhelming too. Hopefully I didn't, hopefully I didn't overwhelm you. And there's an obvious spiritual lesson there. I think, I think this teaches us something about God, uh, maybe, but it's also just nice to think about it. Uh, and, and just ponder the zoom ability of our universe. And this is how I feel about scripture. The reason you can zoom in and zoom out of the universe is because of how amazingly well-constructed it is. Or another way to say that is how perfect the laws of physics are or, or whatever. It's, it's the resolution is all the way up of our universe in video game speak. The structures underlying everything go all the way down and all the way up. And when it, it's something that beautiful, you can spend your whole life zooming in, zooming out, and never get to the end. I feel that way about scripture. I feel like you can spend a lifetime doing a word study of one Hebrew word or the names and meanings of places or this one verse, but then you can zoom out at a passage or a book or a section, or a theme, or an overarching story, and never really get to the end. Even the seams of the Bible and the broken places are beautiful to me. Zoomed in and zoomed out. And the Lord's Prayer takes its place in Scripture, where you zoom into the Lord's Prayer, and there's this beauty there. I think when you zoom out and look at the Lord's Prayer, in context of scripture or in context of life, it's beautiful. I think when you zoom in to individual words and what's there and what's not there, that there is meaning and beauty to be found there as well. And so I invite you to explore the Lord's Prayer with me, not as information or rules or tenets or facts, 
but just to experience it. It's close up, big picture, and everything in between. Maybe for you, it would mean rediscovering something dusty or even tainted, or maybe you're approaching it uh, for the first time as something new. So this is the invitation right now. This is it. Stop. Stop what you're doing. Racing thoughts can wait. Interruptions can wait. To-do lists can wait. You have two minutes. Everybody has two minutes. Breathe. (sighs) Really breathe until you come into your body. Notice your surroundings and pray with me. Our Father who is in heaven, may your name be lifted up. May your kingdom come that your will would be done on earth as it is in your kingdom. Give us the things that we need today and forgive us the ways that we fall short as we forgive the people who fall short around us. Lead us not into trial and test and temptation, but deliver us from the evil that's all around us and inside us. For it's your kingdom, it's by your power, and it's for your glory that we pray. Amen. <sighs> what comes up for you? Are, are there feelings? Memories, maybe reaction? Where do you feel it? Does it change how you were thinking about your day? It does for me all the time, all the time, (laughs) almost every single time. Do you notice something you wouldn't have before? Change it up. As As you take this practice, um, use different words. Use your own words. Change the words every time. Look up a new translation that you like. See what's different. Um, Look up the Hebrew words. Try to figure out how you would say it in Aramaic. Uh, Experience what it's like to say this in the morning and how different it is to pray in the evening. Or for me, I tend to always think of this in, in bed, either oh shoot, I forgot all day long to do it and it's bedtime in bed or I really don't want to go to work so I guess I'll do this in bed instead. But change it up. Pray in an unnatural setting for you in a time that you you wouldn't normally think to pray, especially this prayer. Uh, I just went on a walk outside and the prayer hit different than it has every other time I've prayed it. It's probably different if it's spring or winter or fall or summer. Pray at work in a meeting before you're about to confront somebody during an argument or after a celebration. How does it change you? What do you learn about yourself? What do you notice about the people around you that maybe you wouldn't have? And do you feel like this practice, practiced, brings you closer to God? 
then rinse and repeat. Thank you for listening uh, today. As you can maybe tell, I'm trying something new. So I really want to hear your thoughts. Um, the Lord's Prayer is just one of those many things that I'm passionate about and I want to share with people. And I really do want to share it with people. Uh, and that means you. So send me all the Lord's Prayer emails. What's your favorite version? Do you hate it? What experience do you have with it? Have you put it to music? Have you heard a song about it? Do you write poetry? Do you, is there a painting that relates to the Lord's prayer or what new thing did you notice uh, the time that you prayed or when uh, you heard this podcast? Um, you can go to fo- our website, followingthefire.com. There's a contact us link there. You can also read about Steve and myself, who we are, uh, look at other episodes you can also email us at followingthefirepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. But I really want to hear your thoughts. Uh, where I'm going with this next is is phrase by phrase or word by word, deep exploration and meditation on the Lord's Prayer. So I want to share some of my thoughts, but I'm way more interested in yours. So hit me up send me your thoughts i would love to feature them in the next uh the next lord's prayer episode if you want to send a recording of yourself praying it that'd be even better thanks again for listening and how do you end hey thanks for listening We hope you got something out of the episode today. Check the show notes in your podcast app for all the links and references that were made, or you can find it all at followingthefire.com. If you'd like to support the show, please go to patreon.com slash followingthefire to become a patron. And of course, we'd love it if you rate the podcast and share it with others. See you later. And I'll give you all my heart. Don't you know it's all I have Even on my heart Can't compare with what you're worth I have been running Almost all my life Chase me down